Welcome to this week's message from Crosspoint Community Church. You can find us on the web at crosspointonline.org. There, you can find links to our social media accounts. Led by Pastor Mike Deese, we meet every Sunday at 11 a.m. in Roswell, Georgia. Now presenting this week's message. All right, I just want to make sure you realize what you were just singing. You sounded like you, you were having a fun time singing that, but you know what you were I lay me down. I lay me down. It will be my joy to say what? Your will. Your Okay, really? Is that... See, cause, see, my experience has been that I lay me down and I find myself jumping up a lot. And, uh, but, you know, through uh, really the last couple of series, that's what God's been pressing on my heart is that, you know, ah, man, you know, there is no life apart from Him. And, and there's, you know, nothing that we can do in and of ourselves. Uh, I shared with you, you know, over the course of some, we've had an opportunity to you know, visit several different countries and, and it was a great experience. But the thing that was just really in my face was just how much uh, in each uh, specific country, the culture of that country had such control, just kind of a stranglehold on people's lives. How much culture dictated. And then, you know, if it was, quote, uh, supposedly a Christian culture, you know, it would have tremendous influences. If not, they would have influences on it. And then, you know, from your dress to your attitude to what you ate, you know, the different uh, you know, customs that you have. It's just like how much culture dictate, dictates. And what's true in countries is also true in churches. Uh, that culture can dictate. But, you know, God is calling us, I think, with a fresh wind and fresh fire to say, hey, really, I'm, I'm, I'm serious about this. For you to live is to die, to lay, lay it down. Because it's not about us, it's about Him. But whenever we begin to understand that and experience that, all of us, that's when we experience abundant life. So my prayer is that we continue individually and as a body Lay it down and leave it there. Lay it down. Leave it there. Allow it to be our joy to say His will and His way. Now, we've been encouraged and challenged, you know, recently as far as His will is, you know, to deny ourselves and take up our cross and follow Him, but also to be instruments of His good news. Uh, we just started a series last week that is entitled, what? Don't let the old man in. You know, and so there was a lot of old people we saw passing right by the church and they, they didn't come, you know. So we need to rethink these titles. I mean, you know, words have power. Now, don't let the old man in. And really, it's just, it's just something to, to, to anchor on in order for us to, to realize that, you know, our flesh has a way of coming back and sabotaging what it is that God wants to accomplish in our life. And it robs us of so much, you know, and so... You know, we're in this series, but we're going to take a pause today and hopefully we're not going to let the old man in, which is like, I've got to be in control and, you know, uh, uh, but let, let God lead us uh, and what, and according to what he's doing. 
And we're going to hit a pause button on this series today uh, because some exciting things that, that we see God doing. Now, we're going to do a twofold thing today. One, uh, we're going to have an opportunity to uh, allow Rachel. She's been trying to share this word, uh, and it goes all the way back you know, to our turkey talk. Uh, way back there when we, we had our turkey talk after our turkey mission trip. And uh, so, but she's going to share that this morning with us. So come on up and start getting ready and get your notes out and, you know, all that stuff. Uh, before I get back up here, but, but I think it's really, uh, uh, really important for us here because it's a strong reminder of what we're talking about whenever we are new creations in Jesus Christ. Uh, and we're going to be singing this at the end of the service today because we talked a lot about it through our series on the power of the cross. Uh, that old, that thing we used to sing around the campfire, I've decided to follow Jesus when it says, what, the cross before me and what's behind me? And, and, and what God is just, uh, I'm just so burdened about is that it just seems like it's so easy for us to let the world be right in our face. And he's going, no. That's what's robbing you of freedom. That, uh, and that's what, that, that's what causes you to be impotent when it comes to, to sharing my love and my good news. And while we were away, Gordon encouraged us and challenged us and reminded us that we are vessels. And in the series that we're in, as far as don't let the old man in, we're learning to think like Jesus. And when we think like Jesus, we're thinking, I am here for this purpose to share the good news. I mean, that just needs to be like breathing. But Satan lies and has robbed us and self gets in the way and so many times we miss opportunities to be salt and light and the truth and sharing, just pointing people to Jesus. Last week, no more selfies. Get out of the way. Let them see Jesus. And I think this testimony goes a little bit in line with that. So have at it. Thanks, Dad. Um, but I'm going to pray before I talk, so you can keep your eyes open or close them, whatever you want to do. But, oh God, I'm just so thankful that you are God and that you are so good and that you just let yourself be known. Thank you, Jesus, that you are with us and that you will never leave us and that you speak life over us and that you call us close. And so, Jesus, right now in this moment, I pray that I just see your face in front of me, um, and I just see you, and that we all see you, and that's what we see, and your voice is what we hear. So you're amazing, Jesus. Thank you for your goodness and your closeness and your power. Amen. Um, yes, before I share the word that I've been wanting to share, I'm going to share a couple other things. Um, when... We were in the other country, in Turkey. Um, I was reading this book called Tattoos on the Heart by Gregory Boyle. Um, if you never heard of it, I highly recommend it. I'll talk to you after. Come find me. I can lend it to you. I'll buy you one. Um, but it, yeah, it's a very good one. And so I just want to read a little something from it because I think that one way I sometimes like struggle with laying myself down is by, so I'll just like speak things over me and then, but, but I can lay myself down by choosing to hear, wait, what, Jesus, what do you speak over me? And like, that's a way to, to do that. But here's something I just want to read this excerpt. Um, 
just regards to like what Jesus speaks over us and who he says that we are. Um, and so Gregory Boyle said this. Jesus says, you are the light of the world. I like even more what Jesus doesn't say. He does not say, one day, if you are more perfect and try really hard, you'll be light. He doesn't say, if you play by the rules, cross your T's and dot your I's, then maybe you'll become light. No, he says straight out, you are light. It is the truth of who you are, waiting only for you to discover it. So for God's sake, don't move. No need to contort yourself to be anything other than who you are. Just let that sit for a second. So yes, Jesus in, in Matthew in Matthew 5.14, Jesus says to the ones that are following him, he says, you are the light of the world. Right here, it says it. Jesus looks at them. I'm just imagining this scene. Like he's looking at them. I'm picturing him with this, like Jesus with this smile and just saying to those who are following him, you are the light of the world. And then sometimes I, I feel like I have to just like prove that. It's like, oh, I'll be the light of the world, like, if I help enough people, like, if I do enough ministry, if I do this, and, like, I just got to prove it. And Jesus is just like, really, no, believe who I say you are. You don't, don't go away from me to try to prove that you're the light of the world. Just, like, come close to me. Listen to me. I'm speaking this over you. You are the light of the world. And so I was just thinking how this comes to, like, to really, if we believe this first, then I feel like I will believe, if I believe something about myself, then I'll live like that. But if it's, it's, so that comes first, just believing it and hearing Jesus saying like, you are the light of the world. And so that's just crazy and wild. And this is what Jesus says. And, I'm, and sometimes I think like, wait, wait, why are you saying that about me? Like, you're the light of the world. And, but yeah, I mean, in John eight twelve, it reads, when Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So, yes, Jesus is the light of the world. He said, whoever follows me will never walk in darkness and will have the light of life. And he also says, like, you are the light of the world. He's given himself to us, and it's just amazing. Um, and that's who we are. People, my brothers and sisters, like that is who we are. Um, and we're here just to remind each other just to go before Jesus and listen to that and listen to him speak that over us. Um, so thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, that this is how, this is your design. Um, okay, now I'm going to share this word. So I wrote this um, back months ago, um, but it was the week before we were having the talk, the Sunday about talking about Turkey. Um, but here I am sharing it now. So I said this, we don't have to go to Turkey to be the light that we are, the light Jesus has invited us to be. I walked into my house, dirty from 30 hours travel from Egypt. I sit and have coffee with my dad, and then Evan calls, Evan over there, Evan calls, Conversation was getting good when I hear a knock on the door. It was a solicitor. His shirt so bright and green, I see it through the glass. I think, oh geez, I don't have time for this and I really don't like awkwardly dismissing strangers. 
Evan and I keep talking, and then Evan laughs and says, you should share the good news with him. Tell him about Turkey. Tell him about Jesus. I laugh along, you know, because this was a joke. And then I realize, wait, I can actually do this. This thought changed my whole demeanor towards this stranger in green. I hang up, and I open the door. He asked for the owner of the house, and I started with an excuse about why my dad can't come to the door. But then we talked for a while about PBS, the reason he is standing here at my door. Educational media. Hmm. What's your name, I ask? Caleb. I told Caleb how I was just in Turkey, in the rural parts, praying for people and getting to know them. The Fortnite dance and American pop music reaches the kids in the deep hills of Turkey. Wait, before I continue. Do y'all know what the Fortnite dance is? I know a lot of people in here does. Okay, Chris, yes, you're here. Would you like to show people? You don't have to, but it's amazing. Woo! All right, come on, come on. Okay, this is really helpful, yes. Okay, this here is the Fortnite dance. So that dance right there, especially that one. So kids in the rural parts of Turkey were doing that dance. And this is a video game here. And I was like, so anyway, so like these kind of things, this kind of media, pop culture and American pop music, they reach the kids in the deep hills of Turkey. But the educational media in our nation does not. The media from PBS. And I talked to Caleb about this. Caleb seems to grow more excited, and we talk some more. All right, it's about time for me to go, so now I say, hey, thanks for coming by. I believe in God, and I believe that God hears our voice and loves us. Is there anything that I can pray for you for? Caleb looks at me and says, guidance and wisdom. That's what Solomon asked for, right? Do you mind if I pray for you now? After I said this, I realized that I forgot his name. I was a little embarrassed, but I said, I can't let this stop me. What's your name again, I asked him? Caleb. We stood there, and I prayed for Caleb. I prayed in Jesus' name. He looked up at me and said, thank you. You know, no one has ever done that for me before. I've been working this job for over a year, and no one has ever done that. Thank you. I really needed this. And this really meant a lot and lifted my spirits. I don't need to go to Turkey to be the light that Jesus proclaims over me. What about the souls that show up at the doorstep of our house? Will I just shoo them away in a rush? What about the souls that show up at the doorstep of my school and the souls that show up at the doorstep of my nation? Now, li now you listen and you may think that I'm getting political. No, no. I'm not saying invite in every person that comes to your door, but I am saying invite into your home whoever the Spirit is prompting you to invite in. Invite into your class and invite into your nation whoever the Spirit is prompting you to invite in. Are you listening? Am I listening? But no matter who is invited in, dare I not shoo away anyone 
Dare I not ignore and slam the door? Dare I not fail to look long enough to see that there is a soul standing there, a soul Jesus loves? Are we listening? How can we listen? Listen to know the heart of our God more, our God's love for every soul and every nation. Let's listen. Knowing that our Jesus is the light of the world and our Jesus has chosen to let us shine light. Let's be who we are. Let's be light. Do you believe it? Again, in Matthew 5, 14, Jesus says, you are the light of the world. He says, you are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. I think it all starts with believing that this is what Jesus is speaking over us. And, all right, so entertain me for a second. Let's all close our eyes. And you can keep keep your head up, but just close your eyes. And let's take a moment just to picture Jesus looking at us just right in front of our face. And just picture him just looking at you with really, really kind eyes and a smile. Maybe it's really big or maybe it's soft. And he says to you, hear him say this to you, my child, you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world because of me, because of who I am. I'm looking at you. Now keep looking at me. Jesus, thank you so much that we can talk to you and we can look at you and that you call us to follow you and to come closer. And so I pray that just in this day, you know, yeah, in this moment that we will want to just take more time just to sit before you and listen to whatever you're saying to us, whatever you're speaking over us. Thank you for choosing to be a king who wants to be with us and who loves us. And then that changes everything. Amen. So I get to follow that, yay. But you know me, I'll try. Okay, um, again, as I, I mentioned today, uh, we're hitting the pause button because I, um, I think that uh, our desire is to, to do what we've been talking about and really focusing on um, for over a year now is, is um, really joining God with where He's working. You know, not try to manufacture what God's doing, but to to listen to Him as as Rachel encouraged us to believe what He has to say and and to join with Him. There's two verses of Scripture I want you to to, to share with you uh, and to remind you of. 
whenever we uh, do lay ourselves down and whenever we see we say truly with our hearts you know your will your way uh, we begin to experience the blessings of God when we're in his presence we receive his favor and his gifts and uh, when we're not, we miss out, you know, on them. But uh, verse, the first one I just want to read for you is out of Ephesians 3, 20 and 21. Uh, just a reminder for us that no matter what your, uh, you know, circumstances are, here's, here's what he says to us through Paul in Ephesians 3. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above. All right, say that with me exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. All right. So that's his promise. Uh, and that's so encouraging, you know, for us. And, and he wants us to hold on to that. Uh, no matter what you're experiencing or facing, no matter what we are experiencing or facing as a body, um, uh, He is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above. But it goes back to what Rachel is saying. Do we believe Him? Do we take Him at His word? And He wants to encourage you and me today, no matter what you're facing, to believe Him for that. But the second is the verse in, in your, in your uh, bulletin. It's our verse of the week, John 5, 17, where, where Jesus is speaking and, and to people. And he said, you know, my father is always at his work to this very day, and I too am working. You know, God is always at work. Now, uh, about a year ago, we started our journey as a body of Christ in experiencing God. And we were reminded of those seven realities, uh, which are pre is pretty good framework for us to understand God and His ways. And, and one of the reasons we're hitting the pause button today is so that we can see God and hopefully we will see God and understand Him and His ways uh, even better so that we can embrace Him. Because when we understand the ways of God, uh, boy, it just sets us free to, to join Him in that. But I just want to remind you of the seven realities. I'm sure all of you have got those seven realities memorized, and you could quote them for me, but I'm going to read them for you. But reality number one is that God is always at... Okay, God's always at work. The second reality, God pursues a continuing love relationship with me that is real and personal. So God's always working. He's pursuing a love relationship with us, with you. And He will continue to do that. He's relentless in that. Number three, God invites me to become involved with Him in His work. Number four, God speaks uh, by the Holy Spirit through the Bible, through prayer, through circumstances, and the church to reveal Himself, His purposes, and His ways. Um, Number five, God's invitation for me to work with Him always leads to this crisis of belief that requires faith. When God invites us to join Him, it requires faith on our part to join Him in what He's doing. And then number six, I must make adjustments in my life to join God in what He's doing. And number seven, I come to know God by experience as I obey Him and He accomplishes His work through me. All right, you got that down? Go back. Uh, I actually wrote, I'll put those in my phone so I can kind of look at those every now and then. Uh, a pretty good framework for understanding God and His ways. Um, all right, let's go back to Turkey. So when we were in Turkey, uh, it was 
a tremendous opportunity for us to, to, to share God's love, to be on mission with him uh, out there as, as far as a team. But also it was, it was a great opportunity for us to, to experience him in a deeper way uh, because it wasn't just always serving because, again, um, apart from him, we can do nothing. So we did spend a lot of time when we were in Turkey to sit before him and to listen to him, to listen, to allow his word just to, to flow over us, but then to, to really to debrief when it comes to what God is saying through his word and, and through what we were doing. And so it was a, it was a, a great opportunity, but there were some, uh, reflection questions that we had at these different points, uh, during our time in Turkey. Uh, and, and just to give you an example of a couple, as we were looking, uh, and just being reminded of that uh, as we're here in this 1040 window where the name of Jesus uh, ha- by, by most had never been heard, uh, that, um, that God's heart for the nations is evident almost every page of His Word. So, you know, we get kind of comfortable here, but the truth of the matter is that God so loved the world and He has a heart for the nations uh, of all people, of every language, of every tribe, of every group. And He wants us to better experience that and understand that and be a part of, of, of sharing the good news and having a heart for the nations. Does that make sense? I mean, so it's like, man, I'm just trying to get through my day. You know, what is it? Well, again, it comes back to God's economy. Am I going to lay me down? Am I going to say, Lord, your will, your way? And as that happens, he begins to infuse in my life through his Holy Spirit, his heart for the nations. But here's a couple of kind of reflection questions that, that we, we would just camp out on personally. Number one, how can I join God in getting the good news to the nations as rapidly and effectively as possible? You know, and, I, and initially, I just kind of thought back like, Lord, first off, I, just, I was really reluctant to even go to, to Turkey. I, I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't kind of want to go. But here's a question saying, how can I join God in getting the good news to the nations as rapidly and effectively as possible? That's what God's heart is. So I had to kind of marinate on that. Second question, what adjustments can I make in my personal life and my lifestyle to do this? What adjustments can I make in my life and my lifestyle to do this? To do what? To... To, to express God's heart for the nations, to, to be light. Some, some pretty convicting stuff there, but if, if you stand in that for a while. So uh, anyway, we're on our way back. I think we're on the plane when we're coming back, and, and, and Rachel and I were, were sitting beside each other, and, and we started kind of saying, oh, hey, let's kind of look back over these questions and, and uh, kind of summarize and uh, and and we we were taking a look at those questions right there, and she said, "Well, Dad, you know what does that mean for you and your future?" I'm going, "Wait, wait, wait, wait! You got this turned around. I'm supposed to be asking you, you know." No, she said, "What does that mean for you, as far as what, as far as how can I join God in getting the good news to the people as quickly as possible? What adjustments do I need to make?" Um, she said, what, is that, what does that mean for you? And what does it mean for Crosspoint? What does it mean for the church? 
pretty good. And, and I can remember because in, in that, because God did use that time in Turkey to, to really affirm that, that he is at work and, and he is doing a new thing. Uh, quite honestly, over the spring, there was just this wrestling, you know, in my spirit. I, I didn't know what was going on. But through this process, I began to see that, you know, God's saying, hey, I, I'm, I'm, I'm about to do a new thing. Don't, don't look to the old. Uh, look to what I'm doing. Join me in this. And I said, I'm, I'm not really sure. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I shared some things as far as, you know, I can't watch as much Braves baseball. And, and after last night, I'm going to keep that promise. Uh, yeah. Wow. God, so frustrating. That bullpen. All right. So, you know, I mean, there's, there's practical adjustments you can make to sit in front of God instead of sitting in front of the TV and stuff like that. Uh, but also taking a look as far as, you know, uh, the, the church is concerned as far as what adjustments can we make. And, and, and it's just what was resonating with my spirit. It's just like, you know, God's going, it's really up and down and he's challenging us, you know, not to become uh, infused to the culture um, of churchdom and churchanity, but to truly be followers of his and making disciples who make disciples. Not be content with just attending church, but to be a wholehearted follower of Christ. So he's just kind of saying, I want to remind you what it means to be a follower of mine. To deny yourself, take up your cross daily, follow me. I mean, so that's part of it. And don't be scared away by some of these hard sayings because that's where real life is. So, you know, it was just resonating with me. I said, you know, I know it's not going to be business as usual, but there's adjustments and changes that I believe that God is bringing about for us that reveal His heart and His glory, calling us to a greater love for Him, to know Him, uh, to know Him better and to love Him more, uh, to a greater intensity in every aspect of what it means to be His church. And especially when it comes to prayer, we've been wrestling with this for, for months, How, you know, because that's where it is. That's where it's, that, that's kind of like, you go, we're going to work or pray? Well, we're going to do both, but prayer is the work. You know, especially in, in, in the aspect of prayer and making disciples who make disciples and, and sharing the good news, evangelism and outreach and, and being uh, recognized in our community as a light, the light of Jesus Christ. You know, it's what Henry Blackaby said when he was standing right here uh, some 20, what, five years ago. You know, he said, listen... God loves this community more than you do, Crosspoint. But he said, know this, if the community's not different after 25 years, then you're not joining him. Because he knows the power of Christ. Jesus' power is transformational. So this is kind of... Working in here and, and, and especially as far as up in the ante and, and being sure that we're able to minister to every age and every generation. Young adults, young married couples, ensuring some of that stuff, our student ministry, our children ministry, and, and not just being content with just, hey, we've got a wonderful family and we're fixing to have a great meal together. What makes all of that so great is whenever we know that we are joining him in what he is doing. 
and how He's working. And so really the last few sermon series is what God's put on my heart to say, let's get out of the way. You know, let's get out of the way and let Jesus shine. Let's be His light. Let's be His voice. Let's be very intentional in, in sharing the good news with the people that we meet. Don't look, don't look, you know, at people when they knock on our door as just harassment. It's not just an interruption anymore. Now we just think, we even look at it as harassment. Don't do that. Factor God in on that picture. All right, hit the pause button for a minute. I want to introduce to you, uh, uh, where's Stephanie and Aaron? Stephanie and Aaron, wave right there. Now, a lot of y'all know uh, Stephanie Aaron. Stephanie, you know, she spent her high school years uh, here. She's part of our church family. And um, um, so we know all that. And, you know, there was some good stuff that went on there. She made a bad decision. She chose to go to Georgia. And, um, <laughs> but, you know, God is a forgiving God, you know. And uh, now, so she goes off to Georgia, University of Georgia. My daughter made a bad decision. And there's a bunch of people right in there. Okay. Anyway, whatever. So she goes off to Georgia, and you know, and and uh, she loves Jesus, and, and she's involved in, in in ministry, and you know, her education, and all that kind of stuff. And then uh, during uh, that time and afterwards, you know, she's just she's serving, she's just serving the Lord, and and she joins up with the old um, they pride more, and goes down to Camp Grace, and she serves as you know, counselor and training, and she uh, serves as a counselor, and she's down there, and she meets Aaron. All right, so Aaron. Grows up in New York, and uh, by the way, I, I, we'll hear, get to hear a little bit more from him later. Uh, but um, uh, I've always wanted to go there, Brooklyn Tabernacle. Y'all heard, you know, the okay. He, as a little a child, he attended there. I'm going, that's not fair. But anyway, life's not fair. So, uh, but they they meet there, and uh, um, you know, he he loves Jesus, and and but a little romance starts, you know. Uh, it took a while for this this work itself through and all that stuff and uh, but I was honored they they uh, you know he said will you and she said oh yeah and uh, so <laughs> I got to be a part of of uh, officiating their their wedding so that was real sweet but then they they took off and went to Virginia you know, to serve in a church up there and so they've been you know up there serving and just busy and all that kind of stuff. And loving Jesus, and and so a lot of us, some of us have heard about them. You know, you hear you hear about them, you know, and praying for them, and, and what God's doing. But we don't see them much because they've just been busy, busy. I mean, they tell me like they're weeks, and and I go, I'm getting tired of listening. Just stop, stop, stop. You know. So let's 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 fast forward. That's all I'm going to tell you about them right now. Other than they love Jesus, and and God's called them in the ministry and all that stuff. So we come we come back from Turkey, and. Um, I, uh, uh, they are, and I'm not going into details, but they're, they're facing some challenges and changes, not of their own doing. And so they're having to pray through this, and so they're seeking godly counsel and all that. And so, you know, having been a part of their past, they call up. And, and, and on, so I'm sharing with them and talking. We get on FaceTime. You ever talk to people on FaceTime? You know, and so we're kind of talking on FaceTime and, and, uh, and trying to encourage them and, you know, counsel with them. And, boy, uh, the more I talk to them, you know, given what, you know, this, this transition in their life, the more I talk to them, I'm just seeing so much of Jesus. And I'm going, I'm, I'm, I'm being encouraged. 
You know, I'm being encouraged. So I make sure we don't miss these appointments because, see, I'm, <laughs> I'm getting encouraged by all this. I mean, you can just see God's peace and His joy and His grace throughout this process. So uh, their heart for Jesus and all that stuff is so refreshing. But there's a transition, you know, that was coming from through these circumstances. So, uh, you know, as, as we were, you know, talking, you know, I was going, man. What they ref- who they are and what they reflect. I said, man, I wish they were down here. They're in Virginia. I wish they were down here. But I would dismiss it. And a little bit like, I'm a little bit scared. You know, it's kind of like asking somebody on the first date, you don't want to be rejected. You know, and they're like, shame. Like, and they look at you and go, me go out with you? Really? Ha, ha, ha. You know, so um, that probably never happened to you, but... Um, <laughs> okay, anyway, whatever. All right, so... You know, but I mean, I just, that was just kind of resonating, you know, within, in my spirit. And later, later um, you know, we, we were continuing to talk, but I would dismiss that and uh, going, you know, we can't afford them. You know, they wouldn't want to come back to Georgia or anything like that. And, uh, and I was given that excuse. And then a little bit later on, God showed me it was just a little faith. You know, I, I, because see, I, I was, I was thinking world think, not, Join God in how He's working, kind of stuff, and so God kind of, kind of threw me a little carrot to to help me continue along with Him. One night I sat up in bed, you know, because I was thinking, how could we get them down here? You know, who they are and 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 their shape and their gifts and and some things that specifically where God's wanting to do in in our church. How can we get them down here just to help a little bit, you know? And I sat up in bed uh, one night and went. Our building is paid for this year. Wow. And when we enter into our next budget, we're, and, and, and it's like God just said, hey, okay, you know what? Instead of investing in brick and mortar, we will have some money here that we can invest in people. So all of a sudden, I started seeing the light. I see the light. Oh. Hey, hey. Okay. All right. All right. Anyway, whatever. Uh, and, 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 and I, I started, you know, sh- I shared the possibility with them. You know, I said, listen, y'all just need to come down here. Will you pray about that? And they didn't shut me down. Matter of fact, the Holy Spirit had been working in their heart. I'll let them tell you some of that later on. You know, as far as turning their heart in this particular direction. Uh, and I was going, man, that's awesome. I was talking with the uh, elders and, and began to, to process some of this stuff with the elders. And then all of a sudden another thing came up to where you just see the lighthouses lining up to where housing became available for them down here. Free. You know. Holding you to that, Carol. Uh, you know, so. And it's just like, it's like, wow. God, are you working here? Are you working here? And so, uh, really, the last week again, I hadn't intended to have, share this with you guys today because you know, I, last I went until last week. I knew they were going to even be here, and Aaron wasn't going to me. I said, Aaron, you got to come down so we can kind of process and talk some more. And and so this week, I said, we're going. I want, I want to share this story because here, here this is a. A really different way of being able for us to to talk about some potential people to come in here on a part-time basis and to work with us from a staff perspective. 
uh, usually what we do is, you know, in our, our traditional way is we identify some things that we feel like we need and then we say, hey, y'all be praying about that and then we go find them and say, here, look what I call, you know, and, and do that. But all of a sudden, what the conviction in my heart is like God saying, hey, this is of my initiative, not yours. This is something I'm doing. Do you want to join me in that? And so, you know, I, I'm sharing... Uh, this with you and, and at our lunchtime, after our lunchtime, we'll have a little Q&A and I want you to be able to kind of uh, rub shoulders with them, get to talk to them and, and, and stuff. But know that, you know, it's something that the leadership and the elders, you know, have been praying about and seeking God's heart on. But remember number, remember number four uh, on the seven realities? God speaks by the Holy Spirit which we sense that He's been speaking to us through the Bible, through prayer, through circumstances, and the church. I want our church body, I'm sharing this with you so we as a church body can seek God's will in this and to be in prayer you know, about this and, and, and um, be excited about how God is at work. So, Steph and Aaron, I'm going to ask you all to come right up here. Yep. Just put you on the spot. And I want to give us an opportunity. Our desire is to join God in where He's working and to seek His affirmation on that and through the church body. So I'd like for you, any of you to want to come and join in praying. Let's just pray. God's will be done. And to pray for Steph and Aaron and their uh, life and their ministry and our ministry and what God's doing. And uh, you can be excited about uh, the potential of this, but just pray. Uh, together in this moment and seeing and understanding God's will and God's ways. Father God, we just, we, we just thank you so much for um, just your love for us. We thank you for the privilege of, of being able to, to be your people, that you've called us your children and you invite us to, to know you and to love you and to join you in what you're doing. Lord, I just I thank you for uh, just the love and the hearts that you've placed in Stephanie and Aaron. And Lord, uh, just their heart for you, their heart for the nations, um, just to be your light. Lord, I thank you for how I've seen you just be their comfort and their peace and, and their stronghold um, through the years and, and through this time of transition in their, in, their, in their lives and their ministry. And now, Lord, we just thank you for um, what you're doing and your faithfulness to us at Cross Point. Lord, we want to be your bride and your people. Lord, we pray that through, Lord, your work and your ways, Lord, that you just affirm for Stephanie and Aaron, Lord, the, the plans and the direction you have for them, but also for Cross Point. Lord, we, we, we're giddy and excited about the potential of being able to do life and ministry with them, but Lord, our desire, we know, is your will. And so we just pray that through the body of Christ, Lord, that you would just affirm your direction and your will. And that not only would you be glorified, 
but the name of Jesus be lifted up. And this community, Lord, to feel the effects of a passionate love for you uh, through what you're doing in and through this body. We praise you and we bless you and we just entrust this time with you. We lay it down. We lay our lives down. We lay our plans down, our purpose, all for your glory. That the name of Jesus will be lifted up. In whose name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Crosspoint Community Church. You can find us on the web at crosspointonline.org. There, you'll find links to our social media accounts. We gather every Sunday at 11 a.m. in Roswell, Georgia. Tune in next week.